think that it wasn't necessarily like I came out of that moment knowing these are this is what I'm meant to do. This is my purpose. I think it was more like I took intentional steps when I got home. I um, said yes to leadership positions or if there was a need at church. I remember coming out of Revel last year. It was October. We were coming into the Advent season. There was a lot of, um, just a lot going on at church. There always is in the Advent season. Hmm. And just a lot of needs that needed to be filled. And instead of sort of just letting it be your problem and letting you deal with it, I felt like, okay, well, I have the bandwidth. I have the time. And I may not always get it right, but I can can help. You know, I can help um, and fill in when it's needed. Um, So I think for me, I don't know that it was like a clear moment where I knew exactly like this is what I'm supposed to do, but I think it was a challenge to just always step into the next thing. Welcome back to the Community and Purpose Podcast. I'm Austin, and I'm here with my wife, Callie, and uh, we are excited and honored that you take a little time out of your busy schedule uh, to spend with us today for another episode. And so hope that wherever you're at, you're doing great, and uh, we are excited to be able to share today's content with you. Before we jump into that, just would love and be honored, honestly, if you would uh, subscribe, and if you'd go wherever you're listening to this, if you'd go and rate and review it, it helps us to uh, be able to grow the platform that we have and be able to communicate to more and more people. And uh, if there's something that's valuable on here, we'd love for you to share it on social media. And uh, if we see it, you can tag us. And uh, those that information's in the show notes. And also, if you have any questions, you can always email us at podcast at apex, apexgathering.com, uh, podcast at apexgathering.com. We'd love to hear your questions and concerns. But um, today, we're going to talk a little bit more in the in the area of purpose. And uh, we've, uh, the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about community. And really, the idea is, is that community and purpose, if we have both of those things, it creates a life that we are truly designed to have. And so as we think through purpose, um, I get to do a little bit more of the question asking today and hear a little bit more about the lovely Miss Callie and uh, your your kind of journey with purpose and uh, you talked a little bit about it in our opening introduction episode but wanted to dig a little bit deeper we are we're a week away from you going on um, a trip and now you're going to go out to uh, the outer banks of North Carolina and I'm super super jealous (laughs) I've never been there it's been on my bucket list Um, but you're going to be going out there uh, to spend uh, four days with a group of ladies that you have been um in a, in a retreat relationship with. And so yep. uh, why don't you tell us just a little bit about Revel and mm-hmm. uh, that's the name of the conference that you're going to yep. and uh, kind of what does it look like? What's kind of the layout of it? And then uh, we'll jump in from there. Yeah. Like you said, Revel is a four day retreat with 20 women from around the country who come and um, just are in relationship with each other. We've been in relationship with each other for the past year, um, but it's designed to create rhythms in your life, create space, and just realign what your purpose is for the next, you know, however many years as you live out your life. Where does it take place? You're going to the Outer Banks here next week. Where where was your first one? Our first one was in Estes Park. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's really what I really loved about it is that there's a, a beautiful location, mm-hmm. a desired place to go, 
uh, to really like be out in creation and be in God's beauty and yeah. be able to take space and be in nature. That's a big part of our life. We live in the country. Uh, we love nature. Um, and so for you to be able to get away and do that um, is really, really great. What do you feel like has been the the biggest takeaway for you? Like as you came back from year one, now you're anticipating year two. Mm-hmm. But when you came out of year one, you came out a fairly different person. So we've yeah. been married almost 15 years. And this was probably one of those, what I'd call kind of a line in the sand, altar building, kind of launching point moments in your life. And so like, what was kind of your big takeaway from year one as it, as it interacts with your purpose and kind of who you are as a person? One of the major things that I learned during my first year at Revel, there was a session and the major takeaway point was come from behind your podium and truly live. And I think that so much of my life up until that point had been playing it safe, um, trying to like appease everyone around me, trying to keep you know the, all the plates in the air spinning, trying to make sure that everyone else was just really like had a really awesome experience in their everyday life. And I think that that prevented me from really stepping into what my purpose was, stepping into what I was called to do because I was more worried about what what everyday life looked like for our kids, making sure that everything, you know, was on the up and up for them or trying to keep, you know, you happy and making sure that that made the church run well and just all those different things. Yeah. And so as you came out of that, like, what do you feel like changed as you listen to this idea of like stepping out from behind the podium? Mm -hmm. So step out from behind, really what you're saying is, is step out from behind the expectations of everybody else. Step out from behind allowing everybody else's life to work at expense of your own purpose and your own life being full and fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Like where, what changes did you see as you like had this new, new view and new foresight to be able to see like this is actually what I want my purpose to be and what did you what did you see in that moment I think that it wasn't necessarily like I came out of that moment knowing these are this is what I meant to do this is my purpose I think it was more like I took intentional steps when I got home I um, said yes to leadership positions or if there was a need at church. I remember coming out of Revel last year. It was October. We were coming into the Advent season. There was a lot of, um, just a lot going on at church. There always is in the Advent season Hmm, and just a lot of needs that needed to be filled. And instead of sort of just letting it be your problem and letting you deal with it, I felt like, okay, well, I have the bandwidth. I have the time and I may not always get it right, but I can, I can help, you know, I can help, um, and fill in when it's needed. Um, so I think for me, I don't know that it was like a clear moment where I knew exactly like this is what I'm supposed to do, but I think it was a challenge to just always step into the next thing that is in front of me. Yeah, I think when I, when you returned from that first year, like seeing you, like you were like distinctly different. And like it, it definitely impacted your your relationships. It, it impacted the way that you interacted with other people. But it was significant to see the way that you would step into opportunities. And I think the the important thing is, is that as you're talking about purpose and you're talking about this realignment to step out from behind your podium and step out into the light, like there's this there's this idea that 
you might not always get it right, hmm. but like we worship a God that isn't as concerned about us always taking the right step, but oftentimes it's just us taking a step. Yeah. And I think so before that would have kept me from, yeah. from taking the step. The thought of what if I do it wrong? What if I don't get it right? What if I hurt someone's feelings? What if, what if, what if would keep me from actually stepping into something that maybe I could add value. Maybe I can't, but I can, I can work hard and I can try. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like it's, it's so easy. I think that we live in a culture and we're surrounded. Like I know that I've heard from listeners and from people around me that have just said like, I'm just crippled by indecision. Hmm. Like I don't know what the right thing to do is. I don't know what, there's so many options. Do I take this new job? Do I not? Do I put my kids back in school? Do I not? Do we homeschool? Like, do we like all this kind of stuff that's going on in culture and for you to say like, it's okay. Really what you're saying is it's okay to just try. Yeah. And even if it doesn't work out perfect, like Mm. it's so much better to, to try. What comes to my mind is the, is the, um, the speech by Teddy Roosevelt, just the man in the arena hmm. and just the idea of like, it's not the, it's not the skeptics opinion that counts. It's not the fear that counts. It's not the what ifs that count. It, it what matters is, is that you're in the arena, you're in the game, you are working and you are doing your very best to when God calls for you to say yes. Yeah. And then uh, leaving the outcomes to him. I say right. it regularly, like obedience is our responsibility and outcomes belongs to the Lord. And like, that's, that's what I've seen in you. And like, it's been so cool. Like I've obviously, I'm a little biased, but I've always thought you were spectacular and like high capacity and a wonderful person that had tons to offer. Um, but, but to see you actually believe that in your own life, um, it's just been really, really cool. And it's crazy to think that we're a year, a year out from that. And like, as, as I look back and even thinking through, um, the things that you have done in the last year and then even the things that we're looking forward to, I mean, if I'm being honest, like for everybody out there listening, like you're listening to her, to Callie, you're hearing her voice on this podcast because of that moment. Yeah. Like I, I can, we've been thinking about doing this for, I've been thinking about doing this for five years and you have never been like, Oh, I just don't know if that's something what if it's weird. I don't know. It's strange. Like who cares? Like why would anybody want to listen to us? Like, and, and maybe nobody's listening. I don't really know. Like, that's how <laughs> we're doing it. But like, I just think that you being here in this moment is a fruition of that, yeah. of, of you saying like, I don't know if I don't know if we're going to be good at this. I don't know if this is going to be something that's going to add value, but like I feel like it's we have something to offer and so we're going to we're going to share it with the world and if it adds value to people's life then great, but if not like that's okay too. And so I've loved that. What are you looking forward to? So you are leaving me home with three terrorists, um, also known as my children. You know, you're leaving me home with the kids and uh, which is going to be great. Lots of dad time. Mhm. Um, and you're going to head to the Outer Banks. What are you looking forward to about this year? What are you expecting to be different? What are you focusing on? What are, you, what are the questions mm-hmm. you're asking as you go in? Yeah, I think I am looking forward to reconnecting with some of the women that I met last year. I'm looking forward to just hearing. I mean, I follow a lot of them on social media and hear and see a lot of the things that they're doing. So just kind of digging deep and hearing um, just about what's going on with them. Um, I'm also really excited just to take space. Um, I think fall is just a really busy time. It's a busy time um, just for a mom, getting your kids ready and back to school. And then for me on a professional basis, I work for an online school. So fall is really busy. 
Um, and so I'm looking forward to just take space. I'm looking forward to being in the Outer Banks. I am kind of low-key obsessed with the Outer Banks. I mean, you know, Netflix series oh, and, and all, you know. Oh, brother. So I'm sort of excited to just, like, stop That is Bay not Area. an endorsement for the Outer if, Banks television see show. See if I can find John B., you know, oh, just whatever. But um, I'm also just really excited just to see what what God has for me, I think. Yeah. Um, just sort of an expectation of that he is going to come and um, just bring me the things that I that I need, I, I think. But also, um, it's just a really cool space to be able to be someplace super beautiful and then just take that time and space away from your everyday life and your everyday community and to just wait expectantly for Jesus to show up. Yeah, one of the things you said when you came back last year when you're talking about this idea of space is that so oftentimes we are, when we take space in the spiritual world, when you take space, it's oftentimes a laundry list of what do I want? What do I need? Hmm. Um, it's this idea of going to going to the Lord and saying like, are you seeing this? Yeah. Like, do you see me here? I have this need. Can you fix this? Kind of like what I would call like this vending machine God type of moment. I want to put in this prayer, which is the code, and then God will spit out my solution for me. Um, and yet what you were talking about is space is the opportunity to step out, correct me if I'm wrong, to step out and to sit and to not fill the space with your own voice, yeah. but to create a, create a space yeah. to where you just are sitting and your needs are taken care of. There's no outside noise. You're not on your phone. You're not doing social media. You're not cooking dinner. You're not doing anything else. You're not supposed to be anywhere else. You're just simply supposed to be in that moment. And then you leave space to hear yeah. from God. And right. so like, maybe that's strange to hear. Some some people may be listening to me like, what the heck does it mean to listen for God? Like, is he speaking out of a cloud? Um, mm-hmm. But I think more so than anything, it's aligning yourself yeah. with the voice of God to be able to pray and just say, God, speak in this moment. And then allowing that still small voice inside of us to to direct us and to to journal. Um, what I loved is, is that in seasons where we were crazy, there's mm-hmm. been stress in the last year in our life. It's not like you went to revel and all of a sudden the stars aligned and our life went totally like easy. Yeah. Um, and in those moments, the thing that you say is, is I think I just need to get away and take some space. And yeah. you've challenged me to do the same thing mm-hmm. in like, hey, I feel like we're in a little bit of a chaos and a little bit of overwhelm. Like, why don't you take a little space this afternoon? I'll take the kids and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. Um, I think that seeing your purpose come to life um, and really, I feel like it's expanded. I think oftentimes what, what I what I see in our life and in many people's lives is that we get into our rut, we get into a specific box hmm. and we say, this is my purpose. Yeah. And what I've seen in your experience with Revel is that the box is expanded. Hmm. And I think that that's what, I think that's what the life of pursuing purpose looks like. It's, it's being okay in the box of the purpose that you've been called to, yeah. but it's also walking to the edges of that box and pushing against them and seeing if you can expand that box mm-hmm. and see what else could fit inside of that space. And so I'm excited for, for you. Um, and I'm super jealous, honestly, <laughs> like for you to be able to get away and go to the Outer Banks. It's going to be amazing. And we're going to be great. Kids are going to be great. I'm just going to speak that over next week. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Um, but I think, uh, I think a realignment. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think of when I think of you coming back, aside from space and added purpose, is just this idea of you, you came back vulnerable. Hmm. You came back willing to lean into that. And we've talked about a little bit in previous episodes that um, you don't love vulnerability. 
that's not your it's not your natural thing. I don't think it's anybody's natural thing, yeah. but I do think that some people um, just more easily jump into it. And so what does it look like for you, specifically inside of the, the 20 women that you've agreed to remain in a relationship with, and then even inside of that, there's a core of mm-hmm. gals that you know. Yeah. Um, but what has, what has it done to vulnerability for you um, coming out of this experience? I think that it really showed me that there are safe spaces. Yeah. Um, there were, I mean, I walked into Rebel with, you know, a lot of hurts, a lot of things that I shared, um, and it felt safe. And then there were women that came in that shared really deep hurts, things that, you know, they were walking through that were, you know, 10, 10 times the things that I shared. Um, and just that they felt vulnerable enough to share um, and really be able to walk through those moments together and hear how, you know, their past year had been. Um, I think that it made it feel more almost safe, I guess, to just be able to know that there are people in my everyday life who I also can go back and share with um, outside of just the people that I've met at Rebel. But that experience made it feel safe for me to go home and then be vulnerable with the people in my life. Yeah, it's this idea that, I mean, we've said it before, that community breeds community. And like what you're saying is, is vulnerability breeds vulnerability. Yeah. And I think it's also, it's cool to know that like we all kind of sit in this space where we think that when we're, what we're feeling, we're the only ones feeling it. Everybody else is all put together. Yeah. Everybody else has everything together. Everybody's good to go. And then to sit in a space that is safe where people can actually share and to find out like, okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah. You know, like I feel like you kind of had this moment where it's just like, all right, life is hard. Yeah. And I'm not crazy for being stressed and I'm not crazy for feeling a bit overwhelmed in this moment. Mm -hmm. And so I've loved to see the way that you, that vulnerability has like pushed into deeper relationships, willingness to, to share and to put yourself out there. And I think it's changed the way that you lead. I think it changes, it's changed the way that you interact with other people, the way that you um, are at church, the way that you are at Apex, um, Mm -hmm. the way that you are in our family, like all of those things has been very different. And I think more than that, it has pushed me into actually lead instead of just sit back. Tell me more about that. I think in this past year, I was presented with um, just an opportunity to lead the kids programming at our church. And I think me before Rebel would have been, would have said, no, I'm too busy. You know, I'm keeping our life afloat. I'm working already. I have too many things going on. But I felt like this was an area where I could add value. Um, and, but I think the old me would have said, no, it's too much. And so I think even just that moment where it just has pushed me into leadership almost. Yeah. I think, I think that uh, prompting that extra kind of shove, to get you out, um, you mentioned it earlier, just that you could have had endless excuses on why it doesn't make any sense. You've got plenty going on. Like we have a full life. Like yeah. our kids are active. We have plenty going on. And for you to step into that, there's plenty of reasons to say, no, yeah. this doesn't work um, for X, Y, Z reason. But also knowing that like coming into a healthy season and being able to focus and create space and be yeah. open and honest, like it works. And so like mm-hmm. to have watched you jump into that has been has been great what would you challenge listeners with as you think through how this this process has gone in kind of 
pressing the, you know, pushing the envelope of what purpose looks like to expanding what it looks like um, to be a mom, to, to work outside the home, to be a friend, to, um, to be involved in a church? Like, what would you, what would you encourage people with and what would you challenge them with in this area of, of purpose and finding space and whatever, whatever comes to your mind? I think I would, first of all, encourage you to find what your purpose revolves around. So for me, my purpose revolves around um, the next person, you know, reaching the next person for Jesus. That's sort of what I kind of take everything and, you know, measure it against, if that makes sense. Um, I think that there's a lot of areas that I could lead in. For example, like I wanted to run for our kids' school board. I thought I could, you know, add a voice there. But then I thought, is my voice better used in a situation Um, you know, running the kids programming at church? Is that a better avenue for reaching the next person for Jesus? Um, So finding what you measure, measure your purpose against, I think. But then also saying yes, when it could be easier to say no. And knowing that um, it's hard. It's hard to say yes in the moments where you think, okay, well, I could take that hour um, that I would spend doing this leadership opportunity and I could use it to just sit and relax. But sometimes that, that is what God's calling you to, to say yes instead of no. I think there's, a, I think there's definitely a balance there. I think sometimes we, we, have, we have people kind of on two ends of the spectrum. I think it's a great challenge, great encouragement. And you have people who are constantly saying yes yeah. and are actually way over the line of busy and too crazy and too much going on. And then sure. there's the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like constantly like my Netflix time and my couch yeah. time and my coffee time and my this time, like it borderlines on laziness. Yeah. And I think finding that balance and understanding that the purpose of your life is a wonderful filter to say, does is this a yes I should have or is this a no I should give? Yeah. Because having the purpose of reaching the next person for Jesus, ultimately to build the kingdom on the planet, like that's what we want to do is like a great filter because you could have run for school board and you'd have a great impact. Yeah. And yet knowing that like you, you kind of looked at it, evaluated it and said that I think my voice is better used, um, in, in the, in the church. And so figuring that out and figuring out what's your yes and what's your no yeah. is should, so, so good. I should probably preface it with saying like, I'm an Enneagram nine. So I'm a natural, like homebody. I'm a natural, just a little bit of a slower paced person. So for me, it's, I often say no in my head before, you know, I say no to a lot of things because it's easier for me to like protect that time, protect that, those moments of rest and quiet and being at home. So it's harder for me to say yes. There are definitely people um, who say yes to everything when a no is necessary. And sometimes that's just as um, holy and just as good of an answer as a yes. Yeah, I think there's two types of people. There's people that start with yes and have to be talked into no. And there's people that start at no and have to be talked into yes. And so I think that's probably a good way to think through it as well. Um, You mentioned the Enneagram. Um, You're an Enneagram 9. I'm an Enneagram 3. If you're not familiar with the Enneagram, uh, we just encourage you to to stay tuned. We are going to be doing a couple of episodes coming up um, on the Enneagram. What does it look like to live a life of great community and great purpose um, through through the filter of the Enneagram and just what a gift it's been for us uh, to be able to use that tool to be able to help us have deeper relationships and more meaningful purpose. And so um, 
I'm excited that you're going uh, to the Outer Banks. I'm excited for your experience coming up. Um, I'll try and keep the kids alive for you um, while you're gone. That's a, that's going to be my barometer for if it's a win or not. If nothing else, Emerson can air fry. There so we go. you'll be fine. Chicken nuggets, here we go. It's going to be great. But I uh, appreciate you sharing, sharing your story. Um, I'm just super, super proud of the progress that you've made and where you're at. And I'm excited to see where you go from here and how things, uh, how things pan out. And um, we'll be uh, anxiously awaiting your return. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in today. And uh, that's our episode. And hope that you guys are doing great. Look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Again, make sure you subscribe and uh, send us some questions at podcast at apexgathering.com. We would love to connect with you and help you to be a bigger part of our community. Um, if there's topics that you want, send those over as well. But uh, we hope you're doing great and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.